Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 96 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. I am your host, along with my three coasts, Mike, Devin, and JD. Your three coasts? My three coasts. They're kind of like ghosts. They're hosts. Your three coasts. They're the, the ghosts Atlantic, of the a Pacific. And go ahead, name another one. See if you can do another one. I, I mean, I the can Indian name Ocean. another coast. Uh, and the Mediterranean well, coast? Well, that's the ocean, but we're talking about coast, Devin. Come on uh, now. Coast? She's not toast. So She's this. How's everybody doing? Hey, I can't you... believe it's episode 96 already. What were you guys doing in 1996? Let's see. In 1996, I would have been 11 years High old. School? Watching Beast Wars, probably. Let's find out oh. Beast Wars aired. Let's see. When did I think Beast I think JD just there. choked on something? Are you okay, man? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was. JD, uh... were you even alive in 1996? <laughs> no, he was yes, not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not that young. So Beast Wars aired the <laughs> well, first episode. Oh, you're, 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 you're not that old. Five years old. You're not that old either. Correction, I'm not as old as you, Mike. <laughs> you're Beast... what? 22? 21? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, I wish. No, uh, yeah, I was. I, was I wish I'm twenty. I'm twenty three. I wish I'm nineteen. <laughs> so Beast Wars aired September nineteenth of nineteen ninety six. So I was right. Uh, so that's what I was oh, doing nice. in in uh, nineteen ninety six. So this cool. is the twenty fifth of July. So welcome everyone to the twenty fifth of July. Uh, half of the year is already over. This month is almost yeah, over, and I am pretty yeah. close to having a ten year old, which is kind of scary to me. Um, because hey, I'll have a ten-year-old, and I guess that's the first time one of my kids is going to go double digits, and every all the fun that comes with that. So, um, it's awesome. It's been 160 days since the game is released. 48 days since EA Play 2019. We still do not have a definitive answer on when the Cataclysm is going to release. We do have a couple things to talk about in regards to that. But first, I want to hear what you guys have been doing inside of Anthem in the last week since we last spoke. I've been making a lot of progress, but I want to hear what you guys have been doing. So, JD, what have you been up to for this last week? Uh, just an Anthem or just in general? Just an Anthem. Anthem, yep. Okay. Yeah, um, I've, I've been trying to play Anthem for the last week. Um, I only got maybe about maybe 20... 30 minutes cumulatively of uh, smooth play. Um, kept getting a lot of server disconnects as we're going to talk about issue. Well, we'll talk about later. There's uh, some free play issues uh, going on, people getting disconnected from servers. Uh, but um, I have been enjoying some of the pre-cataclysm stuff, you know, finding those crystals. I did, I think, two world events, Um that, you know, all the way from start to finish, uh, I got disconnected during others. But um, I really like what I have been seeing when I was able to play. Uh, it's really cool. I found a glowing, swirly orb of light earlier. And I tried flying through it. Nothing happened. I tried shooting it. Nothing happened. You found the uh, shape of storm that's not ready to start yet? Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know, like, what, like there wasn't any way to interact with this ball of light, so I just kind of, like, moved on after a little while, but um, it was really cool to see, especially because, like, enemies kept spawning around it, and there's this big old crystal that was, like, right underneath it, 
that, you know, every time you hit it, like more crystals popped out. It was kind of cool. So, yeah. And that's something that hopefully you'll be able to interact with soon and hopefully they'll fix all those server issues. It feels like you guys are like in one part of this war where the rest of us PC players are like, you know, around this battle <laughs> like, table, like, like moving pieces news. around. And yeah. you guys are like, you know, on the front lines, um, getting shot at in a in a uh, foxhole or something. So it's like, yeah. oh, those Xbox guys are over there just kind of fighting this battle that no one really knows about or has heard from in in a while. Devin, what have you been doing for this last week? What have I been doing? So I've been traveling a lot. Um, I've only been able to play Anthem, I think, one night this past week. Uh, just because of work? We last recorded. Um, I played uh, no, I, well, no, I played twice. I played uh, Friday and then Monday, right? We played Monday, Stephen. We, we did, yes. Uh, Monday. Yep, it was Monday. I don't remember. We, yeah, we played for a little bit on Monday, but um, yeah, on Friday I played with the Discord uh, member Alaska, and uh, we had a good time. He, uh, he he put us on to Grandmaster Three. He's <laughs> he's I'm putting us on GM Three. Hope you can carry me, and. Uh, <clears throat> it was a good time. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it wasn't. I mean, something I'll. T- I don't know if we'll talk about it later, but it was. It's definitely different. You know, it was the first time going back to uh, the live service anthem or the live game versus PTS, and I was like trying to do things that I could do in PTS or, or different stuff, and my weapons weren't as good, and my gear wasn't as good. <laughs> it was like, oh, this stuff is not as good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and that's one of the things that when you play PTS a lot, you kind of get used to that. And when you go back to live service, you're like, yeah. man, I just, I, it makes you kind of not want to play there just because yeah. you've seen how much better things can be. So yeah. you're like, I don't want to return to this. So, <clears throat> it was good though. I got, I got through most of the challenges that we're going to talk, talk about. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. It was fun to play. Um, I think I've only been able to put in like uh, two hours, maybe two and a half. Um, just cause I've been traveling for work and everything else. And so I haven't had time. I didn't, couldn't take my computer. So yeah. And shout Aww. out to Alaska because I Alaska, I need a gaming laptop for that reason. I'm yeah. just like, I just have to get it. So. But shout out to Alaska. <laughs> cause Alaska is one of the only people that I see online <clears throat> in the mornings when I actually play because he's on that early also. So we actually got to play this morning also a little bit. So Mike, what have you been up to? Um, I have been playing, I've been doing PTS and I've been doing live game, um, PTS just cause playing with stuff and seeing new things and checking out the, uh, the seasonal store and that stuff and, and doing my best to help, to help test stuff and, and giving feedback. Um, but in live game, uh, I've been going through and doing the pre cataclysm stuff, the daily challenges, getting those, um, those rewards for that kind of stuff. Um, which is super fun. And then also, um, what else have we been doing? We've been doing all kinds of fun stuff. It's been lots of fun. So We got to play with William and got a little to play bit. With, got to play with you and William. We ran through um, we ran through uh, Swarm Tyrant. That's It's been a fun a fun event for me, so we did that. That was always kind of fun. So It was actually the first time in a really long... It was the first, first time in a long time. That we actually ran through that. So William was actually going to be yeah. on today, but he ended up having to do a couple of things for work and some other stuff. So we're going to have to postpone and maybe we'll have him on next week. So I've actually been doing quite a bit in the game. Um, I've been playing live service game because I'm trying to get Legendary Freelancer before the Cataclysm drops. So I've got to get all my collectibles. I was able to finally get um, 
all the weapons and all that stuff done. I found all the Sentinel. No, not all the Sentinel. Which ones did I find? I found all the Scar and all the Dominion archives that are scattered around. And I actually learned a lot about how this is actually set up. Because I was curious to see, because this is the last achievement I have, and then I have all achievements for the game. I was curious to see what that percentage is that people have completed all these things. I don't know where to look at that on for PlayStation um, or on PC on Origin for that matter. But Antha or uh, what's it called? Achievement Archives, Achievement True Achievements is a is a website that tracks all Xbox achievements and it tells you how many people have started the game and how many people have actually completed those achievements. And after looking at and this is all just Xbox stats. But there are only 2% of the people that own the game on Xbox have actually completed the No Stone Unturned Challenge, which is the collect everything achievement that you can get. So it's a pretty rare achievement to have if you are playing on Xbox. Um, But I did learn a lot about how that goes because a lot of times when you'd fly around, you'd be like, hey, I think I already found a data archive in this spot, right? Sometimes you see that's like, hey, I've already been here. Why is it here again? Because turns out the the data archives actually spawn in a set location randomly, if that makes sense. Like if you go to an area where you see one, there's a possibility that another one will be there. And people have found that you can actually farm these. You can grab it, leave the area, come back and grab another one. So you can actually complete this quest a lot quicker than I have been doing it by just flying around randomly. And looking for these things, because I assumed that they were all in the set spot, because the writings and the runes are all in a specific location, and that's all the only places that they will be. But all the archives, they can actually move around and respawn in those spots. So huh, those times where you, those times where you feel like, man, I've been flying around in circles and I haven't found anything, it's because those things are moving around, and you probably have been flying around in circles not finding anything. So there's <laughs> there's a couple different ways to where <laughs> you can just cool. farm these. It's, it's man Johnny Raincloud all over the place. I, I mean, and, and once I found out about this, I was kind of like, wow, I feel like I've kind of been wasting my time flying around. I mean, it's fun to fly around, but if you have the purpose of I need to find all these things, and you find out that well, it's just kind of random. You're just gonna have to happen, you know, happen to cross them and find them. And you're like, there wasn't a better way to do this because now I just kind of feel. I, I was like, wow, I could have done this from the beginning. And I would have saved myself a lot of time. Like, I'm surprised this is only, you know, 2%. Because if more people knew about it, they would probably actually go out and do it. I don't know if people would or not. But there's an easy way to do this. And that's what I'm going to do. And then as far as the runes and writing go, if you just restart your pilot. Because pilot just starting a new pilot only resets your story progress. Um, from what I'm hearing, I still have to go do this. I'll probably do it tonight just to test it out. But you keep all your reputation. You keep all the progress that you've made already. It just resets everything. So once you open up free play, you can go back in and you can find all those runes and all those writings from the same places where you found them before. So it's a really easy way to go back and find all these and get that challenge up, which is also just kind of an interesting way to do that. Um, it's going to be faster, so I'm probably going to... I mean, and yeah, and, and I am going to cheese it because I printed off the map I went to every location that the map said, hey, there's supposed to be a rune here. I am still missing nine of them. So I'm like, well, I can go back to each one of these locations and do it again. Or I can just reset my pilot and go find nine of these runes and a couple more of these writings and I can be done with it. And the latter sounds a lot more appealing to me. So that's what I'm going to do. And So the runes 
are random also they're not the like, same spots the runes state the runes are in a specific spot the runes and all the writings that you find are in a specific spot but if you reset your javelin progress those things reappear and even if you pick up one of them it still counts towards your progression so it doesn't matter if you like oh i went to this one spot over here by the wall where there's normally one you'll just you'll get nine more and it'll count towards your progression and you can complete that last achievement so okay. i mean i don't know if this i mean maybe they wanted like it that way yes i mean it is <laughs> yeah. because it kind of takes away like hey i flew everywhere and i found everything but also i'm not like having a ton of fun doing that so if there's an easier way to do it i'm gonna take that route so i mean what 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 that says about me as a freelancer, I don't know. I don't really care. That's what I'm going to do because I'm like, hey, I want to get this challenge done and I want to move on because if I want to focus on Champion of Tarsus, it's really hard to do that in free play because you don't get enough reputation flying around free play um, and completing world events. So it's like, okay, I have to complete this step here and then I can go start grinding stronghold after stronghold after stronghold and legendary mission in order to get you know, that step done. So, so that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I found out. And it's like, oh, I could have saved myself a lot of time instead of just flying around randomly and running into walls and trying to master flight. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is, right? I don't think it's, I mean, I don't think it's a bad way of doing it. It's a way of doing it. I don't know. I don't think it cheapens it or lessens it at all. I mean, it's there. Do it. Someone's gone through the, through the trouble of making maps for you. It would be rude, actually. It would be rude if you didn't do it that way because then all that person's work would be for naught. It's true. So I'm really doing the, that person a service. Guy, go do the stuff. That's how it should be done. So, I'm just so saying, that's what I'm going to do. It would be rude of us not to, and we're not those people. I mean, how we are the good that we want to see in the world. How so close good are on you, get, Steve. Moving on. How close are you guys to anymore. Let's go. How, I want to know how close you guys are to completing these or if you're even interested in completing those challenges. Moving on, let's go. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, I, I want to know if you're I'd interested have to in completing look it up them. To see, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I am pretty close on the runes, and uh, I'm, I'm within like the teens or higher on all the rest of the collectibles. But I haven't found I've, a rune in in ages. Yeah. Well, a lot of them I had to go back. Like, so before we could collect them, they were in the early missions. The that's ones that probably... we missed because I could see them, but I couldn't collect them. And oh, so I was that's like, right. I had to go back through those missions in the in the uh, legendary, legendary missions, missions and other things because I found several of them playing through legendary missions that would take you back. What do you mean you couldn't story. collect them? Until you were a certain a specific level or whatever. Like mine was bug where I couldn't collect them. Well, it oh, wasn't really? bug. You had to complete a certain mission with Matthias in order to see the runes and then you could collect them. So you had to get I could, to a certain I point. I could see them, like when Mike and I were playing. Mike could collect them, and I could see them, but I could not collect them. Oh, that's weird. But yeah. that was very weird. That's you, like day were one. Were you pushing the button? You have to push the button. When I was indeed. We had a you conversation about this it. when we were playing on that very first day, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was quite a long time ago. It was, so long long ago. Ago. It was so 164 days ago. Seems like a long time ago. 160 days. Yep. All right. So a couple things. If you want to call into the show, you can do that. Leave us a voice message at 505-386-7917. JD, I was going to let you answer, but you've only been able to play 30 minutes. I'm I'm guessing trying to find all these things in in free play right now would be a nightmare. So I'm not trying to ignore you. Just ignoring you a little bit. uh, I, I had made some progress before I started having connection issues. I think I have, uh, 
I think I have three of them complete, uh, or is it two or three? There's basically, I've got uh, some of them completed, and there's one uh, on that list. I can't remember which one, um, where I don't, I don't even have half yet. So like, I only have like one thing left to do, but it's just all in a very specific area. And you can do it. That. I Once I'm able to play again, I should be able to complete it. Yeah. All right, so you can contact us there, or you can write into freelancercodex at gmail.com, or you can leave us a message on Twitter. You can contact us a bunch of different ways, or you can go join our Discord, and you can do that by going to freelancercodex.com, and all the links are there. All right, so we do have a little bit of news, and we should let Keanu like, key us in on what news we have, right? All right. I got to talk to you about something. All right, Keanu's going to tell us. So we actually got three new challenges that are live in the game. This is the live game. It's not just the PTS. There are three that are active now. I'm assuming that these are kind of the lead up, the precursor to the Cataclysm, but I'm not sure because Bioware hasn't said anything. So there's three challenges. So the first one is called the Oncoming Storm. And the objectives of this challenge are to defeat crystallized enemies defeat uh 20 crystals um that's 60 enemies 20 crystals and complete eight crystal world events and then the reward for this is you get a graphic called the arcanist monument and you get two thousand coin for doing this so yeah i've i think we've all completed this mission jd were you able to complete it on xbox uh no 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 i uh i got i think 10 crystals destroyed two world events completed and i think like five crystallized enemies defeated so so this one this is kind of an interesting um challenge because the crystallized enemies if you are not there's nothing in the game right now that tells you what a crystallized enemy is yeah and for these events for these world events this is the only place we were able to find them was in the crystal world events there are a group of dominion um bad dudes the new dominion yeah yeah yeah. and they have the giant triangle backpacks on so they're they're not and those are the only enemies i found that actually count for this after tracking it so those are the only enemies that you can kill that will actually count towards this they're they don't have crystals on them they don't look like crystallized enemies they're just dudes with backpacks that shoot crystals so that can be kind of confusing at first i went in destroyed everyone looked at my um counter and I was like, "Oh, you got two kills towards this." So it took a really long time for us to figure out like what enemy we were actually supposed to kill. I don't know if it's supposed to work like that. I don't know if that's the intention that only those specific Cause, guys cuz there are cuz there are newer enemies. There are ice yeah. scorpions that you think, "Oh, these will <clears throat> count." But then you're like, "Crystallized ice is that the same thing?" I know ice crystallizes, but is that the same thing? So so it is a little it is a little challenging. Crystal ice, yeah, it's the uh, it's the powdered beverage mix. So it it is a little challenging, and it can be frustrating when you think you're making progress towards something, and then you go back into your menu to find where it's tracked. It'd be cool if you could if you could set that to where it would show up on your HUD um, when you track things. I think that could be a great addition to the game. So you know, if you're listening, put that in your uh, feedback notes to people so that they can know hey we, we kind of want to see this in the game i think that would be a really good addition but anyway um but it was it is kind of frustrating because i did the same thing i was stuck on that i thought i was killing everybody that i needed to and i wasn't so i had to go really hunt down those specific guys and it seemed like it was in the world events 
exclusively. So maybe that's the design. Maybe it's supposed to be like that, but I'm not sure. <clears throat> yeah, and it, and it, it seemed it... like there's only like seven or eight that spawn every single time. Mm -hmm. they, they teleport in through like whenever they spawn them in, and those are the only ones that count. And so, and if yeah. somebody else in your group kills them and you don't kill them, you don't get any credit. You don't for get it. the credit for them. So I was um, always there trying was... to steal Steven's kills. So <laughs> there's like, that's that's first. Like a... That's <laughs> so um, when we played with William, yeah, when we played with William the other night, he did find a, a kind of a, a cheese. I don't know if it's if it is a cheese, but when those big crystals pop up, if you leave one um, up and don't destroy it, it seems like the number of enemies increases. They just kind of keep spawning, which is which is good. Um, I didn't, I haven't tested it out like for for real, but. Um, it sounds like it makes sense, so maybe give that a shot if you're if you're having difficulties finding everything. So, and Alaska in the chat also says that only weapon and melee kills count right now. I'm assuming. That's... Oh, maybe that was maybe that was the problem. Maybe that was one of my issues, amongst other things. And he says combo kills don't count. Uh, hmm. So I'm guessing that's an oversight because it would be really weird if that was not explained anywhere. Also, would not be that surprising that only <laughs> weapon kills and melee kills count, which is weird. So, so, so Tiffany in the in the chat is saying that she's trying to get this done. Also, so try that. Try leaving one of the crystals up and see if they just continuously spawn. And maybe we'll test that later tonight. Also, Devin, can you yeah. give us a breakdown on what that world event actually is? Because there is a challenge to complete three world events. Yeah, so basically, uh, you'll just be flying along and say, oh, we found some crystals. And there's usually four, uh, three to four spots of crystals that you have to shoot. And some of them, when you shoot the smaller crystals, create larger crystals. And then, of course, the larger ones, the way you destroy those is by shooting all the smaller ones that, that come off. Or right now, melee works really good in the live version of Anthem. Um, in the PTS, the weapons work really good on the large crystals as well. So... Mm -hmm. Um, but right now, in the live version, the weapons don't work very good on the large crystals, at least for my interceptor. So, so I. Um, but yeah, the, the whole thing is you're, melee, you're trying to kill them, and, and my melee rocks it. Uh, my melee as a ranger, my shock mace destroys those crystals in like three hits. So, so I found yeah, like melee is the thing right now. So yeah. yeah, I found out that in order to destroy the crystals quicker, you have to destroy the little ones around it, and then weapons work really well on it. Yeah, like if you experience. if you destroy yeah. all the little ones that are going up. Up and down, it should like destroy. It should be destroyed by the time you get rid of all of them. Hmm. Yeah. So, but then while you're doing that, Dominion spawn in and they're fighting you. Um, or it could be not, it's not always Dominion. It, it could be other enemies that spawn, which also kind of sucks when you're working towards that challenge because if it's not Dominion, then they will have no crystallized enemies. Um, yeah. So, because there's plenty of times where it's outlaws and then brutes. Brutes. So, um, none of those, squad. You are the none of those help you towards the challenge. So that's a little bit frustrating. But if you just keep flying around, you know, um, it's, it's not too bad. So. Yeah. No, I think the frequency of this world event is increased, but because you can find these fairly quickly. So doing three of them shouldn't be that big of an issue. It really is just defeating the crystallized enemies that can kind of hold you back from from completing some of those. So, and then there's there's little tiny pockets of crystals all over the place, and you have to destroy twenty of those for the oncoming storm challenge. So that should be pretty easy because it seems like there's crystals everywhere. All right, and then the although, last, although I, I did that one today, and it took me a while. It took me longer than I expected. 
I think it was because when you go in not looking for them, it seems like they're everywhere. But when you go in looking for those crystals, it seemed like it seemed like it's none of them were there. Cybernetic so, connection you have in the game. Exactly. Like, oh, no, exactly. Mike's looking for this. Not going to so, load so it. We're going to not give it to him. So it took me a while. So just bear that in mind if you, because I think we have, when I jumped on, it was 10 hours left to complete it. I bet we're looking at, I don't know what time we're looking at to complete that. So get on that if you can, if you yeah. haven't already. And I'm, and I'm guessing because they haven't announced anything, <laughs> that quest should just rotate back up. Um, I would. I can't believe. I can't imagine that they would take it away now you know without launching does, the right? cataclysm. <laughs> I do, and I, I've I've assumed all my life, Devin. So, so yeah, I, I'm guessing that that it'll come back up. So the last, so the last challenge is a. It's actually a daily challenge you can complete over and over again, and it'll grant you 500 coins, which is kind of nice to have something come up um, all the time that'll get you more coin. That's you know what we need more of because it's hard to get mm-hmm. coin um on the regular so this one is called stone tide and you just have to defeat 30 of the crystallized enemies so by doing world events that's the only way you're going to get this done so you just got to do this and i mean you can do this one fairly quickly and you do get a decal from it you get the corrupted cure decal if you can actually play free play fair enough um but bioware so aj has said to a couple people on twitter and i think drew Andrew went on Reddit and said that, hey, they're, they're aware of it. Um, they pushed some things live, and it messed up a couple things in free play so that they're aware, they're looking into it, and we are waiting to hear back and whether anything has been fixed. So hopefully they can figure that out because if this is the thing that's holding up the cataclysm, that's, I mean, that sucks, but I would rather them wait, you know, an extra four or five days so that, you know, these crashes stop so people can actually have fun playing the cataclysm. Because if those crashes are persistent when the cataclysm goes live, that'll be a pretty big bummer for a lot of people. So hopefully they've got their top people on it and they'll get that sorted out. All right. Uh, next couple things. Let's see. We've talked about that. So one thing that I wanted to talk about or Mike wanted to bring up today, the um, Oat Studios, which is led up by director Neil Blanc. Blomkamp, I don't know how to say his last name, but he worked on things like District 9, Chappie. Did he do Elysium? Am I thinking of the right director? Did he? He I, did. I believe he, he did. He did do Elysium. Okay. Yeah. With, he did do Elysium. With Matt Damon. So they, he, did. earlier, I believe it was actually in March, they released, no, it was before the game came out, huh? They released. Yeah, yeah. Five uh, months ago. Yeah, they released Conviction. It was a short that was going to lead up to the game. Um, Neil turned that short into somewhat of a movie trailer with a bunch of quick cuts, made it look like a trailer for a movie that could possibly be released for Anthem. Today, they released like a 28-minute behind-the-scenes on Conviction. So if everyone wants to go and like pause the show, go watch Conviction. I mean, it's pretty short. You can watch it. It's only six minutes long and then come back. We're going to like talk about Conviction, and I think we're going to talk about the... Um, the uh the how it how it's the made behind the that, scenes the yeah. behind the scenes sorry so the behind the how it's made the, the how it's made video how it's made. i was gonna it say it doesn't how help it's made. anybody with the live show but <laughs> no it doesn't but i mean we were playing we were playing the be- conviction at the beginning of the show on mixer if you're watching on mixer i don't know what you were doing over there on youtube devin but if you want the full experience just go watch over on mixer so <laughs> so, I know. 
It's janky. It's running from Steven's computer, so I don't know. Whatever. It's just <laughs> running fine for, for no one that's okay. watching on Mixer. We don't just need to back to computer wars. We don't yeah. need computer wars. <laughs> it's working fine when your graphics card isn't melting. I will reach through this computer tonight. screen. Okay, so Conviction released. I'm actually super excited about this kind of stuff. Anytime there's a behind-the-scenes, talking with production staff, talking with people on the ground, stunt coordinators, costumers, like, I I live for that kind of stuff. I'm almost more interested in that kind of thing than, like, you know, actually watching the movie. I'll watch the hours and hours of commentary after a movie gets released because I just want to know how it's made. You know, the little tiny details, that's the stuff that really interests me. So when they were going through showing like, hey, this is how we did this explosion. They found one of those like those wind tunnels that lift people up. And that's kind of how they figured out what it would be like to move around in a javelin in the air. And then they did all of their animation specs from that. So that that kind of stuff is like super cool. I'm totally down with all that stuff. Seeing like they went to Hawaii, they went to Spain, did all this filming, all these different shots. And I think we actually got quite a bit of lore from the behind yeah. the scenes more so than we did from um <laughs> conviction itself but but what do you guys think i want to know is can we actually like pull lord tidbits from this or do you think it's just like this is a one-off thing they were given a couple I mean, things and it doesn't really mean anything in the long run yeah it was sourced from all the bioware material i mean they gave them all the information and everything else on on so he could write the script and everything else and and put it all together so i mean i would say it's part of uh, it was originally part of the lore i mean whether it still holds up we i mean we don't know you know if if any of this stuff goes in or not if it got cut if it got changed um i mean it looked cool i would i would definitely you know pitch in for a movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if they want to crowd crowdfund and add the movie, yeah, let's kickstart it. Yeah, with old studio. If you want to start a GoFundMe page? <clears throat> yeah, I'll uh, I'll throw some money at that. <laughs> That's funny. But, I don't know. I mean, it, it was really good. There was a lot of information. It, it definitely showed a lot more of you know they had a lot of the story prepared or or at least what they were showing off to try and cut from, as you know. But uh, they obviously didn't show a lot of the things. So if you watch the behind the scenes, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be present or even some of the things that are in the PTS now uh, that just got in there were recorded in that video. You know, they, they recorded different things. And um, like, what's I don't know, interesting. Did I miss something? Like, yeah, what are you getting know. at, Devin? Just spit it I out, man. Tell you. Nope, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, you can tell. Okay. It's not a story spoiler. It's in Conviction. So what are you talking about? Was it in Conviction? I don't know. I didn't watch that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hyping it up. You got to go watch it and find out for yourself. We're going to take this opportunity now for everybody to go watch Conviction. I'm just kidding. So it was good. So so the part that I want to talk about was the Conviction trailer that came out um, and everything that kind of happened there. If I remember right, um, this was pre where we are in the game where all these events happened. We get to see Fort Tarsus. We understand why the walls are up. Um, we understand some of the, the different layers of the fort. They speak about royalty in the fort. Um, they talk about some of the characters and how terrible it is to live outside the walls. Um, and just some awesome, I mean, it just really set it up really cool, and I like it. Um, and so 
again, just adding to adding to what we already have come up with in our minds with what the world of Anthem is and everything that can be done there. So just good stuff. And the behind the scenes, like Steve said, it, it added to, you know, this is this is kind of what the actors are feeling. So then maybe we can kind of, you know, project that onto our own characters and kind of the turmoil and the, you know, trying to survive kind of aspects of the world. And it, it, it I mean, we totally geek out about it and it adds cool new layers and stuff, but um, hopefully that stuff and the thing that Steven and I were talking about is that hopefully that stuff makes it into the game somehow, you know, references to um, Steve. Steve is really big on lore. You all know that. And he was, you know, his neurons were firing with all these connections that he was making. And he's like, ooh, this means this and that means that. And so it's just fun. It's just it's just a cool aspect. I mean, anytime we have any type of like new story to add to what we have right now, I get excited about that. Like they talked about Callie, the woman they found in the woods. And I was searching the stuff that I've written down from from the codex. And I was I'm pretty sure that there is something um, written in the codex where it says that a couple of freelancers are out in the were out in Bastion and they actually saw the woman in white. Um, I need to go back and see if I can find that again because I'm pretty sure that like, Callie is actually a character that's been referenced in the game. Soul, the guy that actually finds her, has not been. So Soul and Kreese, I guess they were buddies. Kreese sold out Soul to the Dominion for some other reason. But um, it's... I just need more story because going so long from like burning through the story, I mean, that's our own fault, whatever, but that's what we're going to do to go into like, there's this huge expanse of, you know, like 150 days where there's no new updates to the story. And you can really feel that, especially when you get a couple new things thrown in here like this, you're like, man, I just really want to dive back into the story and visually see that story come alive. Because when you see the monitor, you see the Dominion. I mean, it's just, it's an immersive world. And Neil yeah. and Oat Studios brought that out really well. So it's like, hey, I could be in there, you know? This could just be don't read the place. comments on that YouTube video. I don't read the comments on any YouTube video except <laughs> so, for ours. So I did. That's neighborhood. I, I did because, you know, trying to be a, you know, whatever. And yeah. Orbit curiosity. Well, no, just just to see what people are saying, and it and it really is just the same stuff over and over and over again. And everybody would rather, you know, watch this movie than play the game. And you know what? If that's what you want to do, go for it. Like no one's stopping you. Um, I thought you were going to say go what good. That's what, but what good does it do? <laughs> go what? I mean, like, what were you going to say, Devin? Sorry, I missed it. I thought, you're like, all these people that want to watch the movies instead of play the game. And you're like, go for it. I thought you were going to say, go F yourselves. No, <laughs> I, no I wasn't. I wasn't because, because what good does that do? I mean, like, I don't know. I, I have issues with the internet anyway, but oh, really? whatever. You do? Whatever. So, I mean, it's there's there's more lore. I want to hear about Cali Soul, Crease, and the Augur. I mean, the Augur that is in Conviction, I'm pretty sure is modeled after Herschel, who runs the store in the Cataclysm event that should be coming to the game. The helmets are very similar. So I don't know if that was just, hey, this is this character. I mean, they're taking him Ember, so I don't know what they do with that. You know, usually you hear the the term Augur, and it's someone that can see the future or can, you know, divine what's going to happen. So... And you know, in this in this universe, that's something that can be very possible. We have people disappearing for years. We have people splitting into three. Being able to see the future is not that far of a stretch, right? So, nope. I mean, it's just I just want to see more story because right now, 
It's just, we just don't have it yet. I know we're going to be getting it soon in the Cataclysm, so I hope that's going to happen sooner rather than later. So, anything else you guys well, want to do? And, and I, if I it just, doesn't, you're just going to have to wait because it's not about you. And Who's it about then if it's not about me? About JD. It's not about you. It's not about you. JD can't even play the game because he's on Xbox, so it can't be about him. He doesn't even play this game. <laughs> I I just hope that uh, that the that the uh, story drops or the lore drops or lore additions aren't necessarily limited to just the major major updates. Like, I mean, I, I, it's really going to depend on how much lore we get from uh, this particular uh, cataclysm. You know, well, I, I think we'll have an idea of how much you're going to add with that one and. I don't know how much, if any, of like story or lore that you guys have seen on the PTS, but I, I do hope that it's more than just a little bit because I, I don't, I don't want it to What's your be definition like a, of a little bit, JD. Well, I would say, I would say it would, it would basically be the amount of uh, story and lore that is added in between major Destiny expansions, or at least, be, well, back when I was still playing. I don't, um, even, I don't remember. Like that, that being, a, that being a little bit. Yeah, well, that being a little bit like I haven't played I haven't played Destiny two since their their second uh, like content edition. But so you're like, talking about the stuff that like their events that happen in between. Well, like um, so like basically like their major content drops that I'm talking about that added a lot of story were like things like the Taken King or mm-hmm. uh, you know the Rise of Iron and that added a bunch to the story. And then there's smaller installments in between. There barely added anything of any consequence or any real flavor to. Uh, and th- this is my opinion. I'm not speaking for everybody, but um, like I, I, the whole thing is that it all depends on what we see in the first cataclysm. Because if we get a cataclysm or something that's comparable at the end of each act, and assuming that the act structure that they mentioned previously is still even remotely in play, um, I don't want to see like a big major uh, lore story drop coming at after the end of act two or act three. Uh, because we have no idea how long it's going to be and going 150 days without a significant addition to the story or lore uh, has been bad enough going a potential year, year and a half uh, without that is even worse in my opinion. Well, I don't think it's going to be a year. I mean, we we've seen the story that's coming with the cataclysm and it is more than that. I mean, I I think it's pretty significant. I don't know, Mike, Devin, you guys, it's pretty significant what we're getting from the cataclysm lore wise. Agree, disagree? I think so. I think so. There's stuff in there for sure. It's more than yeah, a little I bit. I so I don't think it's. I mean, it's not. It's not a standalone thing. It, it furthers the story and it and it pushes on. Um, you know, I again like like who's the timing of it all is is not so um, important to me as as maybe just the uh, the quality. You know, um, so so I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Well, I'm okay with fun. it as long as it's so, within the next five days. Otherwise, I'm not okay with it. So, well, you can, you know, not you just, whatever. Just wait. Like, I want to know. What What else wait. am I gonna do? You can play in the morning with with Alaska. With Alaska? You can do things and fly. You can master flight. Okay? Well, that's, that's what you need. To work. That is my. I mean, you definitely need to work on that. I can't wait to see what they add. That's. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. 
it's good. I mean, we we all recorded video of it, JD. You just want to see the video? I mean, we've got it right here. I can just play it. <laughs> just put it up right now on the YouTube video. Yeah, no. I, mean, I can throw it up if you want. Then you can see it all. But so well, you might. You don't know about us. Yeah. So so that's really I'll just block it. That's really the new stuff that we've seen in the Cataclysm. So with with the new challenges that are actually on live um, on the live service right now, we just kind of have to wait. You know, I guess I don't, and I don't know. Like, of course, my brain is always running. Like, I wonder if they release this behind the scenes just to kind of deflect from the fact that you know, Cataclysm is is nothing's been announced. So I don't know if they're trying to do that. I mean, we're we're smarter than that, right? For them to try and pull a trick like that. Like, look over here. Don't look over here with this no, thing that we're doing. I, I, I mean, I think you're trying to conflate the two. And, and well, I am because I'm like where things aren't connected. You're like. You're like um, you're like Sherlock Holmes, but a bad version. Who just like this means this, and you know, like I, I mean, it is what it is. Like, like what, we'll get what, Cataclysm when we get it. We've what's a bad version stuff. of Sherlock Holmes? Like, who would that be? <laughs> like Professor Clouseau? Is that like the bad <laughs> version bad. of of uh, Inspector Gadget? No, Inspector Gadget. That's who it would be because he can't solve anything. No, Inspector Gadget. He finished his tasks and did his only because a penny was there and the dog if it wasn't for penny what would he do so so are you saying it was inspector cluzo maybe maybe inspector cluzo was the bad version of sherlock holmes i don't know someone is all right so real quick because that's really the only news that we have had this past week is the new challenges unless there's something that you guys really really wanted to talk about i actually have a lot of lore stuff i wanted to talk about about helena tarsus because the last time last time i did a lore thing i did it on her but there was just tons of speculation but now we actually have a codex to pull from and a lot of story to pull from so i wanted to talk about her if you guys had nothing else that you wanted to talk about uh no nope go for it man Oh, do it, mike i always like that tone that you get when you're just like i don't even want to talk about this i don't even want to hear about this so I do want to hear about it. I I do want to hear about it. You're the best, Mike. You make Save every some more conviction. Yeah, can you get some conviction? conviction? They and like can, we mean get, it. can we get I'm some behind the scenes on your conviction, Mike, on this? I just we're we're good. So so you go. We'll talk about <laughs> Helen of Tarsus. All right. Name? So I want to know what you guys know about Helen of Tarsus. Hero, villain, save the planet. You know, doom the planet because, you know, she uh, destroyed the Urgoth and the Urgoth were the only thing that keeping the darkness at bay. So, you know, all wild speculation, right? So, <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, you're good, man. I love your storytelling ability. I really, I really it. like it when you like, okay, like, I'm going to, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to ignore. Devin, can you like mute Mike for this section? Is that something that you can do? All right. I certainly can. Let me go. <laughs> okay. So there is quite a bit that we know from, about Helena of Tarsus. And we know it because Gerard the Chronicler, who is her husband, actually wrote down a lot of this stuff. And according to the codex, it's kind of hard to decipher if it was actually him writing because the book kind of showed up after he died. So speculation in the codex from Arcanists is that a lot of the other people like took up um, the mantle of Gerard the Chronicler and started writing for him. So there's speculation on whether the record is true, whether it's been falsified, or whether it's been embellished. Okay, so take everything um, with a grain of salt because even within the world of Bastion, there's a lot of questions about what she did and why she did it. All right, so from the volume of Tarsus, which is the name of the book that Gerard wrote. Um, 
I wanted to talk about where she got her sword from, because before this, we actually don't know a lot about Helena of Tarsus. There's not a lot written about where she come, came from. All we know is they were the humans were enslaved by the Urgoth, and the humans got sick of it, and they started an uprising, and Helena was the person that they all focused behind, and she led them to eventually the defeat of the Urgoth. So she did that by going and getting Fulminus, um... So Fulminus lived at the top of a mountain, too steep for humans to climb. So this is at the time where their javelins could not fly. Um, so from there, he sent giant. He sent let's see, giants in terrible storms like a dreadful fiery wind. A day came when Tarsus declared her people would suffer Fulminus no longer. She brought the most trusted of her. Oh, so, so they were flying at this time. She brought the most trusted of her flying legion to the lair of the mighty creature. For three days, they battled amid fearsome lightning until Tarsus brought Fulminus to hill. She pried his thunderous voice from his throat and forged it into a sword, the voice of heaven, to sing the song of triumph. So last time we did a quiz last week, we talked about, hey, putting the voice in a wallet. That's where this comes from. Helena went up to the top of this mountain with her legionnaires, destroyed this creature, ripped out his voice, and put it into a sword. If that's literal, literal, I don't know. There is a section about the sword itself where it talks about Helena actually listening to the sword. So I don't know if the sword became sentient or what happened to it. But it says, this is also from the volume of Tarsus, The voice of heaven whispered to the general, and with its guidance, she forged a new ambition. She gathered the legion at their old sanctuary as the enemy, cunning and cruel, surrounded them. As warriors filled the valley below the mountain, they laughed and cheered, certain that no human could escape. But Tarsus planned well, and once the Urgoth committed their greatest forces to the battle, she unleashed the voice of heaven upon them. The mountain shattered as it sang, and the Urgoth were buried beneath the waves of rock and earth. So, Helena grabs the sword. You know, there's a lot of speculation on whether the sword was even real or not um, from the Arcanists. So if you read a lot into the Codex, there's people that say, hey, you know, everything that is written in the volume of Tarsus is true, 100%. And a lot of Arcanists are like, no, I think it's probably metaphor for what was happening at that time. Because, I mean, the humans were just barely getting a foothold with the, with the creation of the javelin. So there probably wasn't a lot of people writing down exactly what was happening just because people were trying to stay alive. And I think, you know, history is sometimes... You just kind of like, hey, I guess we could have written this down if we had the time, if we weren't fighting for our lives. But so interesting stuff, right? Interesting stuff there, right? So yeah. last mm-hmm. last thing, thanks, Mike. You're the best. So Arcanist <laughs> dialogues. If you read in these things, this is the last we'll talk about. This last little section. So the first lancer and leader of the Legion of Dawn, Helena of Tarsus, was humanity's most revered and celebrated hero. The volume of Tarsus claims that she was the lone survivor of an escape group of slaves, though the general reportedly spoke little about her past. Tarsus, her husband, Gerard the Chronicler, and inventor Arden Vasa, recruited and trained an army to overthrow the Urgoth at the Dawn Gates. Tarsus fell in battle, preventing the Urgoth's final act of vengeance, the attack on the human settlement of Antium. Sometime after her death, she was reportedly spotted near Anshar, prompting the, the belief that she would rise again, inspiring construction of the Helena's Walk Temple, which you guys have seen in Bastion. There's a little overlook out there, and you can find Helena's Walk out there. 
Can we be certain that General Tarsus is truly made fulminous, whatever that may be, into a sword? Speculating on the accuracy of the volume of Tarsus is a waste of our time. Instead, let us consider what the text tries to teach us, that humanity came together to overcome oppressors through ingenuity, communication, and organization. This should be our focus. And that's from the Arcanist Dialogues. So the acts of Tarsus have been conveniently politicized. The path of might, the path of valor, and the path of resolve. These actions should be taken as a whole, not as one example that defines the entire faction. So that's also from the Arcanist. So it seems like in the history of Bastion and Antium and Fort Tarsus itself, there's kind of like, I don't know if it's just because that's kind of how history goes. You tend to forget like the great things that people did in the past, or you tend to gloss over the bad things that they did in the past just because, you know, that's kind of what happens. like that never even actually happened. Yeah, and so there's what a lot of interesting... There's a lot of interesting things in co- in the in the codex to read about Helena of Tarsus, and there's still more that I have to go and collect. I just think it's interesting that you know there's reports that she went up, she defeated this creature, received a sword, defeated the Urgoth, and then um, apparently died. But there's been sightings of her, and as far as the codex goes, I mean it's very possible that maybe she didn't die, or maybe somehow her spirit or something was save for that time because there have been reports of seeing her but then again it's like i'm sure it'd be pretty easy for someone to say hey i saw helena here you know i mean you're you just won this war that you've been fighting for forever i mean it's it's kind of interesting that it's not just cut and dry um lore that hey this is what happened there's still it's almost like the um unreliable narrator and i think that's a very it's a good way to write lore because it still leaves a lot up to the imagination right it's not just hey this is it this it gives you the opportunity to think about it if that's something that you want to do. Right, Mike? If that's something that you it want does. to do. I think it's a good mix. I mean, I I also like, you know, where it's just here, this is set in stone, not, you know, I think as long as they have a good mix, it's it's it works out well. So What do you think, JD? Is this uh typical Bioware writing? I mean, yeah. Um it, it's pretty comparable oh, yeah. to uh pretty comparable to some of the stuff that they have going for uh, uh, Dragon Age. Like, the amount of stuff that they have written about General Tarsus is comparable to the stuff that they have about Andraste in Dragon Age, which is the story is so long and like, so complicated, and they're all, they always leave out, like, they always basically write it from the perspective of like, they, as writers, totally know exactly what happened, but they're leaving it vague and some of the details are contested and stuff for, you know, to to preserve the mystery, make it interesting. And uh, like, it's one of the reasons why like, I I, I love their world building. Like it's, it's awesome. It's great. So, so what do you guys guys think? We had a lot about the Urgoth. I mean, they, they enslaved humanity. We don't know who came first. We don't know if we were actually transported to this planet. We don't know if we are native to the planet. But what do you think, because at the end of the critical path, we actually see one of the Urgoth. Do you think there's, you know, they've been lying in wait? They were moved off of this planet? Is, are they coming from a different continent where they never were gone? I mean, do you guys um, have any speculation on that? What are the, do you remember the circumstances on, on how we see the Urgoth? Is yeah, it it's dead. It's on the outer, outer edges. Yeah. They found the... Found it. Yeah, but, but what's the dialogue? What do they say? Hey, come here, we found, I can't remember what it, if it's we found this on patrol. I believe they. I yeah. believe they found it on patrol or it got past lines. I, I'd have to go back and read. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's been like 154 days since then. The the way I remember it is that it's basically a scene where they're like, 
uh, okay, what uh, what you're about to see does not go beyond this room. Um, and basically they uncover and they're basically like the Urgoth are back. Uh, they don't really say much more than that. So they're back, meaning they were gone, meaning they, they were, were gone is like, they don't know what yeah, happened. Like we, like, yeah. They don't like know we, we defeated them. I, I, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm alluding to is that we yeah. don't know how they left. They could have been defeated. They could have, you know, taken a slipstream to another dimension, you know, who knows? Yeah. So, they haven't been seen so, since their defeat. So I, I think maybe that's that's the story. T- <laughs> that's the storytelling um, uh, method that they're using because we know that so far what we've seen is kind of nothing is what it seems. With I mean, with Owen um, and his arc, with with everything kind of going against us. So maybe this is just a continuation of that. That you know, this is one of those oh, this really isn't how it is kind of thing and. Helen isn't really the hero. She, you know, thwarted the protectors of this land that we live in. So who knows? It, I think it definitely opens it up to to um, lots of possibilities and keeps things open. So I, I think it's also interesting that so Owen has the Dawn Javelin, which was used to defeat the Urgoth. So if that's something that's still available to us, I wonder if that'll come into play in the future when we actually go up against the Urgoth. That will we will yeah. need Owen's help for some reason because he has that javelin, or the Urgoth will remember, or they'll attack and they're like, "Hey, that's the javelin that defeated us five hundred years ago. That's the guy we got to take down." So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm I'm also interested to see where that sword is because in the murals that are around Fort Tarsus, um, a lot of these events are depicted. the The battle with Fulminus is depicted. The defense of Antium is depicted, along with the fall of Helena um, and the earthquake that she brought down. So, yeah, I, I'm guessing that Owen, I mean, we're going to see Owen again. There's there's no doubt about that, right? Um, there's no way that he's uh, gone for good. I mean, they already showed on the Twitter channel that uh, they when they were doing recordings that the voice actor was there for Owen. So, okay. And, well, I, I mean, mean, they already showed that off a long time ago. So they did motion capture and everything else. So, you know, that was when Nick was all uppity about who was, you know, about LJ Batinas. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I'm guessing he comes back. But if if that is the next thread, and like the cataclysm is just kind of like a hey, this is kind of the in between. It'll be interesting to see how they pull that back. Going from, hey, this is what's happening in the Cataclysm, and now we're going back to, hey, this is what is happening with the Urgoth. And it, I'm, I'm curious to see if we will ever branch out past um, Fort Tarsus, especially if the Urgoth yeah. are on the out on the outer edges. I mean, if they're closer to... Um, at, shoot, I forget what city there's closest out there, because there, there have also I been mark. reports in the Free Codex... Book. Freemark? There's also Freemark. been reports in the Codex that ciphers have been losing communications with outposts that are farther out that have just gone completely silent so there is lore based that hey you know something is happening out there farther out that we don't know and the way because the only way to communicate is with ciphers or sending freelancers and striders out that far you don't really i mean if the cipher links go down you know then you really can't get word about what's happening out there so i mean i think there are lore tidbits leading up to the next big thing that's happening, you just kind of mm-hmm. have to weed through and kind of, you know, jump to your own conclusions on, on what those things mean. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited to see where it goes. So, 
So Steve, a lot of the stuff is found in the codex, right? And that's the only place we can find it. Correct. Do you, do you think that that is um, a bad way to tell this story to kind of rely on everybody to go find it on their own? Cause, cause really who, I mean, we have a pretty good sampling, I guess it's not a good sampling, but 25% of us here go into the codex and, and really look and study and read. And the rest of us are kind of like, Oh, I, I guess I remember that. Or, or we have Steve to tell us, you know, kind of where that comes from. So, so is that the way to do it? Is that, um, is that the only way to get this information or, or what do you think? There? No, do you understand what I'm, what I'm asking? No, I understand. I think, I think a great way that they could use, I mean, Fort Tarsus has a lot of people in it, but none yeah. of them talk to you. I mean, there are a couple of people, a couple of groups that talk a lot. Um, I think yeah. that would be another good way to get some of this information out and a lot of this foreshadowing out. But you would have to make it to where How those people mean? are actually interactable. So if you take one oh, of these just written... Going up and talking to someone? Just going up and talking to someone, but actually having that icon. Because normally if there's no icon, like I, you can stand around a bunch of people and hear full conversations. But I don't know how many people actually do that. Right? I don't. You know, I'll I'll stand by and I'll be like, well, I'd rather be. I always hear the two guys when I'm walking up the stairs. That's that's it. Only because I have to walk by them to to listen to them. Why do you have to walk by them? Why are you going upstairs? Because I like walking to my javelin versus just pushing the button. I'm not lazy, Devin. So, <laughs> and and I think, <laughs> I mean, there's opportunities. <laughs> Got to get my steps in somewhere. Jeez. You could go the other way. All right, you can go around the other way. But then you're still go going to cross. You're going to cross those other people. I don't know what you have heard, but I, I don't know, go I mean, the other you, way. You walk really fast. So I think you can take the long way around because it should take the same amount of time. All right, for you. You know what? That's that's what we're, we're forget everything else we we're going to test tonight. We're testing to see how long it takes to get to your javelin from the spawn in point. That's you what we're doing. So I mean, there there are there are opportunities even, to put that lore. Here we go. I'm, I'm trying to. There's opportunities <laughs> to put that lore out there in a different way. Because really, I mean, I don't know how many people take the time to go and read through all of the um, codex because there there are a ton of entries. I mean, there's over 500 so entries, entries in there. So mm-hmm. it, it takes a really long time to go through all of them. I don't know how many people actually want to do that. And especially in a live service game where you feel like, hey, I need to be progressing. And if you don't, I mean... It's either go out and get loot or read the codex. I don't know how many people are going, you know, for the latter. Um, I tried. I try to balance it because I wanted. I just want to know everything, so I try to read them all. I'm still behind on a lot of stuff, um, but I got to get caught up. But I mean, there's when story moments happen, they're a lot of fun and they're interesting. But a lot of it happens in the codex, and you don't need to voice everything in the codex. There's a lot of mundane things in there that don't need, you know, special attention. They're there for the mm-hmm. people that are that are going to take the time. They're going to feel rewarded for doing that, and they're going to feel catered to. There's a lot of people that enjoy the lore, and that's perfect for them. But, you know, if you want it to be a little bit more expansive, you know, if you give some of those lines to people that are actually in the fort, I think that would be better. Because currently right now you walk by Zoe, she doesn't say anything to you. Who knows where Tassin is? We don't know, you know, Halleck is just standing there by the javelin doing whatever Halleck does. I give bad Mm -hmm. advice in a bad accent. Um, So there's people there that you could talk to that could give you this information. It's just, you know, 
from from a money standpoint, it's like, okay, then we have to record the lines. How do you make it so it's just not an icon that that is there all the time? Because you definitely yeah. don't want to go up and just hear the same voice lines over and over, right? Because that gets old. Right. Because then that feels like, okay, this person really isn't a person. They're just, you know, a person standing here delivering this line. So, I mean, it's a hard balance. But, I mean, there's more that you could do, I think. Unless you just want, you know, one of your favorite YouTubers to just record the whole entire codex and listen to it that way. Because otherwise, I mean, it's hard to dive into this stuff. If you do that, I will watch it. I I have a question for you, Steven. Yeah. Um... So I don't I don't know if you got uh, if you got to play uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, nope. uh, but um, in, in that game they have like additional like lore and like background information that they have on cassette tapes that you can play uh, in the background during missions. So instead of the game soundtrack, it uh, they play like interviews between characters or uh, mission debriefs of you know or reports of things that happen in between games that help build to the lore and you can listen to these while you're on mission while you're playing the game um now i i, I agree not everything in the in the uh cortex or in the lore needs to be recorded even in mass effect it was only like the major things um but how, how do you like especially with a game like anthem when you you know you're flying around you're exploring and that sort of thing um h- how would you feel about like maybe having an element where you could uh listen to the lore as you're playing uh, like some of the non like like when, whenever dialogue isn't happening or like basically you just have it while you're exploring in the background instead of the game soundtrack yeah i mean that would be a great way to get it for the people that wanted to listen to it i mean that i wouldn't see any issue with that i mean we have ciphers that can communicate with us all the time so from a lore standpoint it could just be like hey Faye, read me my voicemail you know and she could just read that stuff to you <laughs> That's a lot of voice lines for one voice actor, but, you know, it's it's possible to do it that way. Hey, they won't say no to that money, so. No, and even Alaska says, you know, we do have some of those um, things currently on load screens, but it seems to be the same ones very That's often. True. So it's not like they put every single thing on those load screens and they rotate through them. It just seems like there's the same maybe 15 of them. So maybe if they mm-hmm. expand on that. But yeah, I mean, if you're flying around and you just like, hey, you know, hit left on the D-pad and you're like, you know, read me a random Cortex entry. I mean, they could do that. I mean, currently they even have like their their voice assistants in the game that's like, hey, you know, you can type anything. It'll repeat it back. Just like, hey, read me this thing in your weird robot voice. I mean, I would be down with that. <laughs> I think a lot of people would and a lot of people would have access to the lore that currently they're they're not getting for, for whatever reason. So, I mean, I'm all for more access to the lore so all right that's what i say all right Devin, do you have final thoughts on helena of tarsus good evil don't be good sort of lore out there and lots to be explored and found (laughs) it is fun to read through some of those things there's really funny emails and uh, even there's even junk mail and there's all kinds of stuff to read through it and it's really funny if you just take a few minutes and jump on there and, and read through some of it and it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, Owen keeps sending us emails, and I don't know how I feel about that. But anyway, until next time, Freelancers, I think we're going to call it a day here with episode... What episode are we on, Mike? 96 of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. 96. We're, we are quickly coming up on episode 100. We're going to have to do something fun for episode 100. So if any of you have any suggestions on things we should do for episode 100, shoot them our way. 
because we want to do fun stuff, right? Like we'll wear hats or something. Mike, you always wear a hat, so we'll all wear hats. But if you I'll, want, I'll fly to New Mexico. We all can't be acupuncturists. I don't know if you want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. So if you want to support this crazy podcast that we have been doing for the last two years, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. I mean, throw us a dollar a month. That's like 25 cents an episode. I mean, where else can you get that level of entertainment, right? I mean, nowhere, <laughs> really. I mean, it's impossible. The thrifty nickel? The thrifty nickel. <laughs> thrifty nickel is free. Thrifty so. but, yeah, it's a local magazine. But <laughs> anyway, until next time, freelancers. Uh, you know, it's a Western thing, JD. You it is. There course, is a cataclysm on the West Coast on the horizon, yeah. and we'll see it you on the other count. side. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You can find Bye-bye. us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. I guess I better let people know I have a new Twitter handle, huh? I have told you how many times that you need to re-record the outro. I am slow. I have a new oh, Twitter handle, handle, everybody. Savannah. Samantha, go for it. Um, Sorry, Mike, go ahead. Say that again. Thanks for having that. For what's yeah. your name, darling? <laughs> I'm not going to talk. For what's your name? You shut it. For what's... Tell us more about Helena Vitarsis, Steve. I want to hear more. Do you really want to hear more, Mike? <laughs> I do. Do you? Do you have more? I actually yeah. do have more. I have like six <laughs> other entries of things that she did. <laughs> I can tell you about Mitterrand, and I can tell you about Strahl, and I can tell you about Carl Urban and Tough Guy. Carl, Carl Urban? Yeah, Carl, Carl Urban.